This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Hi, this is Joe Krause. As 2017 comes to a close, we're taking the weekend off to enjoy the holiday and we hope you enjoy the holiday as well as you listen to the broadcast tonight we hope you enjoy some of the best of 2017 saturday night live here in the city of philadelphia and around the delaware valley welcome into saturday night live with philly labor as we broadcast you live on talk radio 1210 wpht in house in the studio today the president of the afl cio pat eiding joining us here uh, in the studio live today and from the philadelphia building trades the business manager of the building philadelphia building trades uh john doherty and of course j doc uh joe doherty jr aka j doc joining me to uh my left pat a good uh, a good saturday evening sir how are you well i'm doing great and it's great to be with you on your uh, maiden voyage so it's the maiden oh, voyage yeah. and as j doc said uh, in some of the pre-show uh, in some of the pre-show we're jumping right into the eye of the hurricane listen i think it's a great time to have this show and looking forward to having a lot of communication with the working people of philadelphia Every Saturday night, we're going to be here, and we're going to join you uh, live on Saturday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. J-Doc, we're going to deal with a lot uh, every Saturday, and we're going to work very, very hard and very methodical uh, in our approach uh, to deliver a message and to challenge those uh, who are to be challenged and and deliver the right message. Absolutely. I couldn't be more excited to be on uh, 1210, uh, certainly. A, a big platform uh, f- uh, for us to uh, present an insider's look at the Philadelphia Union community from the very top uh, to an audience that uh, doesn't really know us. Uh, certainly uh, an opportunity for us to uh, get our message out, and I can't wait to do it. Pat Eiding, fresh off of a big weekend down in Atlanta, not a big weekend, actually, a big couple of days in the beginning of the week uh, down in Atlantic City, set the table for us, I guess, and set the beginning of the show with conversation with what came out of Atlantic City. Well, Joe, we've been doing this for 14 years, but I guess you could say say this probably was the most uh, important time we've had to have all the labor people come together at one spot. So when you looked across the uh, the room in Atlantic City for the last couple of days, you saw some representative from every labor union in the city of Philadelphia, in some ways outside of the city of Philadelphia. In fact, some national leaders were there to, uh, to work with us. And uh, listen, the, the cause of the day is that uh, the labor movement in Philadelphia is alive and well. Uh, we're all together. We're all together for common cause, and we firmly believe that one person hurt is all persons hurt, whether uh, whether it happens to be a teamster or it happens to be a building trades person. We don't really care, and we know we know that we have some enemies here in Pennsylvania. Uh, we got a guy named Scott Wagner that just don't like us. He wants to put us out of business. A man has made millions and millions of dollars off of municipalities, public work. And uh, now he wants to put people out of business. And uh, he's coming after our governor, Governor Wolf, 
who who quite honestly is uh, is a real person he's a uh, he's a real leader and uh, a smart person and he's not up there just for political reasons he's up there because he cares about public schools he cares about working people he cares about the state of pennsylvania i want to make sure that i just reiterate just to all of our listeners as we begin the show uh john doherty as pat said the labor community in philadelphia is alive and well in philadelphia yeah, I think we've always been alive and well in Philadelphia. And I don't think we've taken a day off in my 25 years around here. Uh, but again, as you you know, across the rest of the country, you know, there's been a lot of uh, downside. And as you, the opening of your show said, I think the labor community has to stay together. And we have to change uh, because we'll be extinct if we don't. It's a different environment. And uh, it's one that I think if you had an opportunity to spend any of the last three days with us, you would know that we are alive. You know, Pat Eiding, I think, was uh, a little low-key about the amount of people and the significance of the amount of people at his little get-together. It was to talk about the issues of the day. He's been doing it for a better part of 15 years. Uh, We ended up with close to 150 decision-makers in the labor movement in Philadelphia in a room, closed doors, for over two hours with the mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, and the head of the labor community, Pat Eiding, sitting together, just having a good old conversation. It was like sitting at grandma's kitchen table. Uh, no, no, there were no lectures. It was all talk, all well, great stuff. But some of that talk, Pat, was was very defined, very specific uh, in, in, in terms of, I don't want to say a new direction because I don't know if that's accurate for me to say, but at least in terms of the direction beginning now. Well, I think it's it's you're right. It's not a new direction, but what it is, it's a new administration. Uh, we're just going into to Mayor Kenny's second year, but the relationship is one where folks are working together and uh, stuff that John Doherty's doing with the building trades and we're doing with Philadelphia Works, those kinds of things <coughs> with the mayor's leadership uh, is is about putting people to work, about making sure folks are okay. Listen, we have people up in the state of Pennsylvania that want to take away some of the rights that Philadelphia has. You know, we did uh, paid sick leave here in the Philadelphia, uh, in the city of Philadelphia. You got people up in Harrisburg who want to take that right away from the city. We, uh, you know, we've, we we put a, a law together along with the city council and the mayor to stop people from stealing people's paychecks and and, and paying them a fair amount of money. They, they want to take those things away in Harrisburg because Harrisburg's right wing. What we have here in Philadelphia, as John described, it was a conversation for two hours that was fantastic. Uh, you you talk about comfortable and. John put it right. It could have been in my kitchen in Kensington or his in South Philadelphia. That's the kind of conversation we had. And Jay, it was all good. Jay Doc, let me get you to let me get you to weigh in, you know, on your thoughts. You come at it, you come at it from a different uh, perspective than Pat and from a di- different perspective from John right now. Your thoughts. Well, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> takes me back to the day uh, the Wednesday uh, after the election, the day after. I think now more than ever we need our labor leadership. I think that um, the rank and file union members are looking for leadership and in the direction that we're going, we're very very thankful and appreciative in the city of Philadelphia that we have leaders like John Doherty and Pat Eiding uh, who are leading the way. And I, I feel extremely good about uh, the opportunities and the solidarity that we have here. So I think, you know, that day, that morning uh, was a, a, a surprising and difficult day for a lot of people, but it was very important to get our labor leaders, you know, on the show I- I- that particular day. And now and moving forward, it's extremely important. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPA. 
ADHD, we urge, we urge and encourage uh, all of the new listeners who are perhaps tuning into the show tonight for the first time, for the very first time uh, here in Philadelphia. Somewhat historic, uh, I would say, for us to be sitting in the studios at 1210 uh, doing this broadcast uh, and in the eye of the hurricane, Pat, uh, being able to deliver uh, not only a message but a um, but a connection of uniformity uh, in terms of how we're going to proceed and how the labor com- how the labor community uh, not only in Philadelphia but how the labor community in Philadelphia is going to fa- affect the rest of the state. Well, Joe, listen, I, I think J- uh, Joe Joe Doc hit on on a, a tough a tight, tough spot the day after the election to see the way it went, but. Uh, it, that's what leadership's about. You're supposed to pick up the pieces and go forward. You know, the stuff that John's doing at the Building Trades and we're doing together at the AFL-CIO, this is about leading. It's about making sure that people are prepared for what's coming, whether it's the Obamacare going to change. I mean, we spent all the dialogue over these last couple days talking about what's going to happen and how we should be prepared for it. And I think that's leadership. I think you can't sit back and moan about who's the, who's in the White House. And we certainly aren't going to give any grace to this guy Wagner. We're going to we're going to be proactive. We're fighting for our members. We're fighting for all working people. And you'll see folks like John, who's been doing this his whole life. I mean, that's that's what he does. He's still in a neighborhood he grew up in, fighting for those things. That's the kind of leadership we bring here in Philly, and I think we have that same leadership leadership from the from the mayor. Right on this very radio station, John Doherty, in an interview you did with Dom Giordano, um, you set the table for Dom. You tried to answer point blank uh, some of the questions that Dom Giordano had for you about the uh, about the state of the union in Philadelphia. Recap that conversation for us. Well, I actually talked about the building trades directly. And I said that, hey, look, there, you know, in our world, there's quite a few issues where we have common ground with Donald Trump. So that makes people nervous when you even say that, especially, you know, being a Democrat. But my, my interests were uh, solely the building trades interest. And we talked about things like infrastructure. We talked about energy. And we talked about the undocumented worker. And there are three issues that, you know, we have some common ground and we're looking forward to, you know, proceeding. The one thing that I, I, I really appreciate about the politics we're seeing today, you don't have to agree. Yeah, I don't care how you feel about sanctuary cities, but Jim Kenney is speaking, okay, on the way that he campaigned. There's nothing that he's saying today that he didn't discuss during the campaign. And much to say about President Trump. I mean, there's no surprises there. And I mean, if you take a look at his, you know, his platform, it's exactly what he campaigned on. So you have two people, you know, in different directions, okay, but they they're basically staying to the line that they campaigned on, and 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 that's kind of refreshing, to be honest with you. Pat, you're as president of the as as president of the AFL CIO. You've been through uh, many elections. In sixty seconds, compare the aftermath or the or, or, or where we are right now following the election of donald trump well i mean listen i think john's right if you can do it in 60 we seconds have, we i don't know if i could do anything in 60 seconds hmm. that's it that i was vaccinated with a control needle you kidding me but for folks who don't know what that is it plays records uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we we have an idea who donald trump is the things that we we probably be a little bit more concerned and, and underlying is the two houses in washington and the two houses in pennsylvania you know, they're so far right of center, it's hard to tell what they're going to do from one day to the next. So as leaders, we got to make sure we're prepared. This is Joe Krause. You're listening to the best of 2017 as we enjoy the holiday weekend. A special thanks to everyone for making Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT a great success in 2017.
We transition uh, out of our conversation uh, on the military and our conversation uh, on the VA uh, into Governor Tom Wolf, who joins us here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT, along with uh, Jay Doc and Wendell Young, who is the president of the UFCW 1776. Uh, Governor, I welcome you into the show on the, uh, I, I guess, about a month before you move into what is now year number three. Sir, how are you? I'm fine, Joe. It's good to be with you and Joe and Wendell. Well, it's nice great to be here. And, and I'm glad to, yes, great going into my third year. Absolutely, uh, Governor. We're really happy to have you. I know uh, this is, I think this is the first time you're on 1210 WPHT. So uh, we're going to. Well, the last time we had Governor on Saturday night or, or on the Philly Labor Show, we were playing audio of. Um, the ice bucket challenge, and I think that was right before uh, the governor was elected back in fi- right. uh, back in fifteen. So we still have that audio in the archives, Governor, but we did not pull it out. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> and, 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 Technically, I've been on before. That's right. That's right. And, and from what I understood, that's what put you over the top. So uh, that's exactly what did. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, Joe, um, so we're going to talk about a lot of things, Governor, and and uh, at the end of the day, uh, Wendell, uh, y- you want to talk to the governor about, uh, you know, the, the current situation and the anti-union uh, sentiment in the, in the state? Hey, Governor, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with us tonight. Uh, as you know, but for your listeners here today, uh, our union represents over 21,000 workers in PA, uh, including those who work at um, the state-owned Your Wine and Spirit Shops. And, you know, in recent years, many House Republicans have uh, tried to blame state employees because they have good wages, benefits, retirement security for our budget deficits. As a Democratic governor, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you how you have stood up for working families uh, against this anti-union, anti-worker sentiment? And what are the real reasons for our structural budget deficits? Yeah, no, Wendell. That, that's it's it's been interesting for me. I I have now been in politics, as you point out. As of January next January, it'll be three years, and that's my the extent of my career in in public service. I I come out of a business background, and and in my private sector business experience, um, I understand probably better than most that the fair treatment of workers is absolutely central to a successful. Operation. That's that's true in the private sector, and it's true at the public sector. So, uh, we we actually uh, get a bargain. We Pennsylvanians, in that we have some really great workforce, public sector workforce, and they're worth every penny we we pay them, uh, and they do good work for the the people of Pennsylvania. The reason we have a, a budget deficit is is because uh, so many. Um, generations of politicians, many of them Republican, haven't, haven't actually uh, done what they need to do uh, to, to pay for the things they want to spend money on. It has nothing to do with the, the workforce. In fact, the, the workforce, what I've found is I've been working very hard to try to make government work smarter uh, and more efficiently and, and serve the citizens of Pennsylvania better. And in that, the, the workers in the state have been uh, my allies. And so we've streamlined and made government more productive, uh, more more uh, uh, effective, more efficient. Uh, and so the, not only are public employees not uh, adding to the deficit, they're helping to, to reduce the deficit. What we need is some help from the General Assembly uh, to make sure that, that they are paying for the things that they want to spend money on. And last this past year, we had a great example of that. We had a, a budget uh, that was passed the spending part 
was passed on time in June, overwhelmingly supported by Republicans and Democrats, including the Speaker of the House and the Majority Leader of the House. Uh, but then when it came time to pay for it, the House Republicans decided uh, they just couldn't find the, the money and they couldn't even show up for work. They were absent uh, most of the summer. So um, it's not state employees who are uh, at the heart of the, the budget deficit. It's it's uh, poor management from uh, the General Assembly, and and, uh, and I think uh, uh, we need to, to face up to that. Now, the, the other thing that you pointed out about the, the anti-union sentiment, again, that's another thing that, that I bring to this job coming from the private sector. Um, I understand the importance of, of really good workers, and if you want to have a good workforce, you have to treat them fairly. That means in terms of compensation, in terms of benefits. Uh, in terms of, of all the things that you do, safety on, in the workplace. You do all those things right, you're going to have a very profitable and very, very uh, productive uh, business. And that's what I found. So when I come to this job, I, I come to it in, in terms of saying, you know, this whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize uh, with so-called right to work, that's bad. Uh, and and something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. It's a bad, bad idea uh, to take away the right of workers to, to organize because that, that that's that's unfair and it's it's not good business practice. Governor, Same thing with pay, paycheck deception, all those other things. Exactly. Governor, you know, it, it is ironic because you, you, you come from a business background and you understand the value of workers and, mm-hmm. and, a, and a well-trained staff. Why uh, do we have such opposition to that concept on the other side of the aisle? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a great question. Uh, and I wonder myself because, you know, not too long, a generation ago, if someone had even brought up the idea of, say, right to work, they would have been dismissed as nuts. But today you actually have a party that, that is promoting that, and you have some states that have actually signed on to right to work. It's, it's pernicious. It's bad. And I think part of the problem is that there are too few people um, like me who, who actually are willing to stand up and, and, and eager to stand up and say, you know, you know, right to work doesn't work. That's not right. It's, right. it's not right, but it's also not smart. And, and um, I mean, I, I treated my workers really fairly. I was a non-union company. But after I retired, after I sold my share of the business, if those workers feel, for whatever reason, that they're not being treated fairly or that the workplace isn't as safe as it should be, they ought to have the right to organize and, and actually uh, band together and, and make sure that management treats them the way they're supposed to be treated. And that's that's that seems to me to be a very, very fair way to, to handle the, the situation. And and uh, I don't, for the life of me, know why anybody, anybody uh, would be against that. Governor Wolf joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. One follow-up to that, Governor, if we can. We'll stay on uh, the conversation about jobs uh, here in Philadelphia. A lot of conversation about the ports, a lot of conversation uh, on this very radio program about pipeline investment and what that means. How do you see the picture uh, of jobs for the state of Pennsylvania specific to those two areas? Well, I think the job uh, prospects should be very, very good. I mean, one of the things we're doing right now is trying to sell Pennsylvania to Amazon. And I'm really proud. I mean, you, you list all the things that Pennsylvania has, um, 
uh, and uh, we should be proud of that. But two of the great resources are, one, the Port of Philadelphia, and uh, the Commonwealth in my administration, we've, we've put $300 million into the port. Uh, we have uh, a great uh, uh, board of directors in the Philadelphia Region Port Authority and the Delaware River Port Authority, both of those um, good people uh, who really are looking to create jobs. So I think that's a real resource. And the other one, of course, is our natural gas resource. I want to make that work for Pennsylvanians, uh, which which is why uh, I, I keep calling for a, a shale tax, a severance tax that would make Pennsylvanians um, winners by saying, you know, we're going to have better schools because we have this this resource beneath our feet. Uh, but we need to do it right. Uh, I, I believe a pipeline uh, network is absolutely essential. Otherwise, we're just going to be an export state and all of our gas is going to go down to the Gulf Coast, and it's going to enrich the folks in Texas and Louisiana. I want it to do good things for our schools, for our children, our teachers, all across Pennsylvania, uh, and and that means uh, a, a robust pipeline. We got to do it right from an environmental point of view. Uh, but I think we've we, we if we don't do it, we're we're basically forfeiting uh, a really bright economic future that is ours for the taking if if we do this right. This is Joe Krause. You're listening to the best of 2017 as we enjoy the holiday weekend. A special thanks to everyone for making Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT a great success in 2017. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome into our best of the best uh, show all season long as we bring to a close uh, 2017 and we go back in time, Jay Doc to our Labor Leader Roundtable Conversation number 2 uh, held back at the Sonesta Hotel uh, back at the very end uh, of November where you opened up the floor during uh, that night following a good meal uh, at the Sonesta and we had a very interesting dialogue. Absolutely. What a, what a great show and uh, one of the topics uh, that you know, we, we discuss is wage theft. And 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 how people are taken advantage of, and uh, one of the one of the issues that I always wanted to bring up, especially on the air, people see the union rat, and it's not a pleasant thing. And I have said it a hundred times. Sometimes it's not pretty uh, representing workers and workers' rights, but what people have to think about is w- the individuals that are getting taken advantage of in that in that uh, in that particular facility. Uh, I want to talk about that and 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 talk about how people when when people see the union rat it's not just about you know unions trying to bully work it's about individuals are getting taken advantage of mike you'll you'll see the rat out and in the situations i've been involved in a lot of time it is wage theft and it's a misclassification of workers they have people working inside the buildings or inside the sites uh they're 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 classifying them as uh, subcontractors these are kids that don't even have a set of tools. They're, they're walking in off the street. They have no workers' comp insurance. They have no protection. They don't have any training. They're hanging equipment over top of people's heads, people that are important people. Each individual in that audience, whether you're a star on, on the stage or an individual has a family and home, is important. You hang a couple hundred pounds over their head. You do it the wrong way. It falls down. 
everybody has a problem. That guy's not a workers' comp. He don't have the insurance. The people don't know that. They go to the audience. They're paying a top dollar, and the contractor who's misclassifying his workers on that job site is pocketing the difference. The rack goes outside to get the people to focus on the issue, and then we try to give them that information as they come in. It's very difficult, Joe. They only focus on the negative part of it. Right. This, again, radio show gives the opportunity to do the other side of it. Sharif? Yeah, on the uh, rack. A lot of people don't understand what, what that's about. There was a Supreme Court case that's, that uh, talked about how union worker union uh, work organizers could not block the entrance of a uh, facility, even if there were violations of a contract and violations of the law uh, with respect to workers' rights inside. But what was determined was you could have a blow-up device, a rat or some other thing, uh, because that was considered political speech. Uh, and that was an appropriate way to call attention to the ugly things that were happening inside. So not only is so it's a creative way of organized labor using the law uh, in a way that does not uh, disrupt um, in an illegal way what's going on, but calls attention to the injustice that's happening. Uh, and so often we criticize unions for, for being disruptive and people talk about those things, but, when, then, but then when the unions are using the law and doing things the right way to call attention to ugliness, uh, people criticize that as well, and you can't have it both ways. Joe Enemer, let me get you to weigh in on that. I agree. Um, that rat is, signifies what's going wrong, and the only way the public can know what's going wrong is the unions out there telling people what's going wrong because you won't hear it you won't hear it in the newspapers a lot of times you won't hear it from the company the union that is out front the people will listen hopefully to the union because they know they're telling the truth Lou why does the public resist I, I really can't tell you. I think that, that sometimes I think America's become crabs in a pot where one crab tries to get out and the rest of the crabs try to pull them back down. And it's a real sad thing. You know, I, I wish we were better Americans and better patriots and better took better care of our neighbors. I want to say that, that, that many of the people who are cheated out of their wages are immigrants. And we, I want to thank Bill Greenlee, who passed the wage theft law in Philadelphia, a uh, very strong law. But sometimes... There's criticism of immigrants, but the one thing I know from reading history is every time labor was down, the thing that brought it back were people coming to America to start a new life. People did not brave the elements of the Southwest and swim across the river to work for seven bucks an hour. Jerry, they came for the American dream. Unions are the American dream. What well, I sir. see going on inside these facilities where uh, the rats are on the outside, you have unskilled workers working in unsafe environments with employers who are violating uh, the mandates uh, of the Pennsylvania Workers' Compensation Act by carrying workers' compensation insurance, by classifying these workers as employees. So when they come to me, when they've, when they've lost an arm, when they've, when they've broken their backs, and, uh, and they've been fired within hours of reporting the injury, and they say to me, can I get fired? I just got fired. I say, yeah, you just got fired because you didn't understand what you were walking into. You didn't realize that you didn't have the protection that you should have had by, by being a union member and that we've got to go down this long road of litigation against an employer who fraudulently didn't carry the insurance. And I'm months and months into litigation to get these people the basic workers' compensation benefits that they're entitled to have, that they shouldn't have to be in my office. They should be protected from the start, but they're not. Ted, let me give you the last word. 
Fake news. We hear about fake news and understand something. Fake news is designed to take away the rights of the American people and the unions in this country. You have to think, pay attention to what is being said and think for yourself. It is not one TV station who has captured the minds of so many people who are no longer able to think and make decisions for themselves. The people in this country have to wake up and see what's really happening and fight for the rights that they are entitled to have. I, I totally agree with that. And certainly, you know, we talk about labor in the media and we've had our, our situations, no question about it. We get black eyes all the time. Uh, I remember one time, and it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a Father's Day. I was driving up and, and, and lose from Roxborough was a shop right up there at Brown Shop right. And I saw this was Father's Day with 100 degrees. And Johnny Doc and several of the other uh, local 98 labor leaders not apprentices. This was Father's Day, uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, they were, I, I saw the rat, I saw the, uh, everything that was going on, but they were out there handing out, uh, and this was only a couple years ago, walking, uh, talking to talk, walking to walk, because there was injustices going on at night where people were making eight bucks an hour. Hi, this is Joe Krause. As 2017 comes to a close, we're taking the weekend off to enjoy the holiday, and we hope you enjoy the holiday as well. As you listen to the broadcast tonight, we hope you enjoy some of the best of 2017. This was Father's Day uh, Sunday. Uh, they were, I, I saw the rat, I saw the, uh, everything that was going on, but they were out there handing out, uh, and this was only a couple years ago, walking, uh, talking to talk, walking to walk, because there was injustices going on at night where people were making eight bucks an hour. But the most amazing thing about the whole thing was people, it, it, the mixed response from the people. Some people were beeping their horn like, you know, we support you. And other people wouldn't even, I mean, they were literally obscenities and all these things. But I was proud that one of the top labor leaders in, in, the, in, the, in the region was up there talking to talk and walking to walk and fighting, not for his own men. And he didn't call a bunch of apprentices up there. He didn't sit there and go, it's, it's Sunday, you know, get, get some of the fellas up there. No, they went up there. And what people don't know is the Gary Papa run was 6 o'clock in the morning that day. They were all out working. Some of them ran in it, but they worked at the, the Gary Papa run. And then they went and, and, and demonstrated because individuals at night. And you know what, Jerry, the funny, it's not funny, but, you know, you, you talk about those individuals behind, and, and Mike, you all day long, I've never met almost anybody who stuck their neck out and, and represented uh, workers' rights, uh, you know, in, in, in conditions that aren't pretty every day. But guess what? Them guys and them women are fired when they hit the ground. In other words, if they fall, they're done. And that's what people don't see. And like I said, it's not always pretty. Sharif? Yeah, I think one of the, some of the things, the reason you don't have enough, you don't have the level of public support uh, for labor unions that you once had is people forgotten where we were before labor unions. Labor unions are responsible for the, the five-day work week. Oh, labor yeah. unions are responsible for the weekend. The weekend was created by labor unions. Labor unions are responsible for overtime. Labor unions are responsible for the lunch hour. Right, I, I, the I, lunch I, hour. I, let me jump on that. You realize, and I don't think people realize that you hit on the lunch, right? We talk, you, and and edu, public education also. Okay, okay, but you realize that if you work at a place right now, you're not entitled to lunch. Yep. You don't need to get lunch. That's true. And, and I'll tell you a couple other things that especially our younger people don't realize. 
you know, Dr. King died on a labor march. Absolutely. It was helping to organize sanitation workers in the Deep South, which is still to this day. And he was killed after that march, um, which is in the, much of the Deep South, Deep South is still not organized. As, so here's a man who lived, who lived in Birmingham, Alabama, and he was, they let him, he didn't, they didn't kill him for, for the marches and, and trying to end segregation in the Deep South. But when he decided he wanted to make sure that people could have a decent wage, um, black, white, everybody, he actually was murdered. He wasn't murdered in the middle of uh, civil rights. He was mer murdered fighting for work. That's rights. right. Dr. King was as much a labor leader. If you look at his speeches, he talks about deceptive terms like right to work. And, and, and he like, was killed over it. But it was, <laughs> if he wrote that speech this morning, it would be as relevant today as it was back then. And one of his quotes was always, civil rights are workers' rights, and workers' rights are civil rights. Absolutely. Here's and the, the way out of poverty is what a, a good job. Here's the, Very good. Here's the yeah. one thing I want to just add to it. Just When there's a need in the community, the labor community is there. When Absolutely. a collection is needed, the labor community is there. Mm -hmm. When the cemeteries are vandalized, the labor That's community true. is there. When there is a tragedy that occurs, the labor community is there. And I struggle to understand why listeners, either on this radio station or around the Delaware Valley, um, don't understand. Ted Kirsch just said, and we're talking, what, what about the hurricane relief? Yeah, exactly. Ted, hurricane Puerto Rico, relief. Florida, Puerto Rico, Houston. The unions were the first to first organize, to have ships, union labor come there. The airlines sending flights, the unions collecting supplies and money. We are supporting the people of this country, and the unions are the first in line to help our citizens. Absolutely. Mike? I, I think when you, when, when you look at the polling and you poll the, the public, the topics that they support are our topics, whether it's prevailing, not prevailing, family sustaining wages, benefits, overtime, weekends. They support what we fight for. But when you put the, the, the tag union on there, it becomes negative. We've been losing the PR battle to the far right that's been fought against us for decades now. We're starting to turn that around. We understand it, and we're coming back. And one thing I will say, Joe, we've been around forever, and we'll be here forevermore. Absolutely. Very good. And, Joe, if I may, I want to follow up with what Mike said. It's an image problem. Right. You're it's right. an image problem. And were it not for shows like this, we would still we'd be further behind the eight ball in that image problem, and I want to thank you for giving all of us an opportunity to change that image and to make it more obvious to those uh, who are working in this Commonwealth. Absolutely, and and labor to neighbor, Pat Odding and the AFL CIO and all of our labor leadership right here out there trying to educate people. That's why we're, you know, I will say this about you, everybody here is labor leaders. I mean, I couldn't be more proud. Okay. But I wish you would brag a little bit more sometimes. Some of the efforts, the charitable efforts, you know, the food drives, all those things. You know, it, it, one thing, one common denominator that we've said since we started this show is giving back to the community. Jay, Doc, I started Krause's Coats 14 years ago with John Doherty, was my supporter. We collected Absolutely. 337 coats the first year. That was 14 years ago. Fourteen years later, we've collected 165,000 coats, and we've distributed them. Just one small uh, example, Lou, uh, 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 you know, of the work. One thing I want to say is that the, time, that the tide is turning, that the unions are more popular with millennials than they are with any other age group right now. 
And so hopefully there are future union members and leaders. No question about I should that. talk about charity. Uh, this year we gave out uh, over 1,800 uh, turkeys in, the, uh, in, in Philadelphia that I helped organize along with the 1199C AFSCME. It's something that we've been doing. My dad started with working with organized labor 36 consecutive years. We've probably given out over 40,000 turkeys, the street family partnering with uh, organized labor. Absolutely. Henry Nicholas, Chris Woods, the whole crew at 1199C. Joe, you were going to say something about charitable endeavors. Know that they're near and dear to yourself. Uh, it's just the union people just give everything off their backs. They don't ask. They need something. You need something. We come. Right. I mean, that's, and that's a common denominator. Uh, we, the, the Teamsters I deal with, those hurricanes, they organized tons of food, trucks, and other, uh, like Jerry said. If it wasn't for the unions, there would be no middle class. Right, let's do this. We have two minutes left. Uh, two minutes left. Um, in uh, in our show, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, and two minutes left uh, in our final broadcast uh, of 2017. So let's go around the horn. Uh, I want to give everybody um, 30 seconds uh, to take advantage of an, your opportunity to either put a statement out there, put a thought out there. Uh, Jerry, I'll come to you last. Uh, but. Take a second. Take 30 seconds, if you will. What would you like to uh, say to, to, the, to the listeners that, that, that they may not know about us? I owe everything I have, my family, everything I got to the unions. God bless the unions. Ted, the unions are the backbone of this country. The unions are the voice of the workers and the people. And when there's a union issue, listen, understand that they're working for you. Public education, the GI Bill, civil service, the land-grant colleges. This is what made America the greatest middle class the country in the world. we got to get back to that. The Wager, Senator Street. If people really want to keep America as great as it is and make it even better in the future, we're going to organize ourselves. Unions do that. We're going to educate people and have, so we have a better workforce, starting with our children all the way up through our adults. We're going to make sure we're going to vote. And we're going to vote the issues of working people. And if we do that, we'll have a stronger we'll have a stronger country. And unions have been leading the charge in that. Mike Barnes. At this time in history, we're under siege. There's a battle going on for the wealth of America. Right now, we no longer the labor leaders can fight for our members. We have to fight for the entire country. We've recognized that responsibility. The people in Philadelphia, the labor leaders in Philadelphia, the labor leaders across the country have been gathering, communicating. We know what's on our shoulders. We know how to get it done. We have a plan to get it done. We are going to prevail. Well said. Good stuff. Jerry LaHockey, you're at the big table. You get 45 seconds, sir. <laughs> I, am, I am the product of public school education. I am the grandson and son of a union member. Uh, I have brothers who are union members. And I could not be more proud to represent injured workers in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, be they union or not union. And I will spend the rest of my days fighting for the rights of injured workers in this state. Well said. 
Uh, listen, I just want to thank everybody for being a part of the program and, and, and also for the work that you all do, um, keeping our standards high. This is why Philadelphia and vicinity, in my opinion, is the top union region. And like Pat Iding says, he's not, we're, you're not just fighting for, work, for workers with a collective bargaining agreement. You're fighting for all workers. And we're not just sitting here talking Democrat. We're, talk, we're, trying, we, you know, we're, we're talking moderate fairness. Republican. You know, fairness. You know, we, we want everybody to fight for workers' rights. Thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast. Right, thank, thank you. you. Good Krause, done, well Katie, said. Thank you. Well said and well done uh, by everybody here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're presented by Pond La Hockey. We're powered by the Sinesta uh, Hotel. Uh, and as we rolled into uh, 2018, we invite you to join us uh, every Saturday night. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor J. Doc rolls into the new year uh, as we continue uh, to be the voice. On behalf of J. Doc, on behalf of Nick, on behalf of uh, everyone here who are part of the live broadcast tonight, and all of our listeners around the Delaware Valley who continue uh, to tune in, I'm Joe Kraus. We'll see you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.